Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Good morning and welcome to a Wednesday. He's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper. You're who you are. This is News Talk KBOI. You could be listening to us on 670 AM. 93.1 FM, any one of our uh, streaming services, KBY.com, iHeartRadio. Thank you for doing so. And we magnanimously give you permission to do so. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Got a lot to talk about this morning. Boise leaders, uh, city leaders voted last night not to enforce state abortion laws through using... Uh, City funds to uh, investigate doctors once trigger law goes into effect. So they voted not to do that. Not to do that. Yeah, okay. they're, they're not going to allow funds to be used uh, to investigate doctors or if it happens to get to the point where uh, I think they also installed the uh, rule where if it's like Texas where you can sue a woman for getting an abortion, which is not the case as of right now, but they will also not use city funds to uh, help to investigate an investigation for someone to sue in court. Won't use city funds to uh, investigate doctors once the trigger law goes into effect. So we'll talk about that this morning. Get your thoughts. Um, other news we'll talk about. 17 Democratic members of Congress were arrested yesterday. That was outside the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need an investigation. We need a congressional hearing on this. Are they trying to overthrow the government? What are they trying to do? No, I'm pretty sure every one of them pleaded guilty already. <laughs> um, so we'll get your thoughts on that. Also, an urgent warning issued uh, to electric car owners as temperatures are soaring. Man, the more news stories we get and the more people we talk to on electric cars, the more this seems like a bad deal. Somebody wrote something funny on, uh, I mean, I, I understand Europe is having uh, a heck of a time right now because they have no central air anywhere. Nobody has air conditioning, and it's 102 degrees in England, and, and they don't know what to do. Somebody said, uh, for all those years of the British Empire, how did the English manage to conquer all those really hot places? <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny. Well, <laughs> um, I mean, they had tropical destinations that they controlled all over the world. I know. Um, I wonder if uh, how many people will be starting to get electricity or uh, air conditioning um, after this year. Having yeah, to, they had, this. they've had these sorts of. Uh, heat waves in Europe before, not very often, but I remember one several years ago in France where uh, they kept announcing that it was like it was like 85 and people kept dying of heat stroke and things like that. <laughs> At 85? Yeah. Wow. And uh, uh, I remember thinking the same thing, you know, boy, everybody will get air conditioning now, but they didn't. I wonder, I'll, I, I'm not, I know not everybody does it, but I wonder last year because um, you had that heat wave going on in Portland and Portland, Portland, Seattle, same thing as, as Europe. Nobody has air conditioning because 90% of the time, 95% of the time, you, mm-hmm. you just don't need it. Temperatures don't get much above, you know, 80. And if it gets 80 or 85, you just, 
you know, pull all your shades and you open up your you windows and, at night and close them during the day and keep that cool air in your, and you don't have to worry about it. You and I, I mean, you and I, I know this many times have uh, uh, spent uh, nights in uh, Sun Valley in the middle of summer, mm-hmm. especially in July. We, we did that for years. And they, <laughs> there never was an air conditioner. There never was a fan in the room. Uh, you could open the windows and, and at night, it cools oh, down real real good at night. Oh, it cools down very well at night, but <laughs> in the middle of the day, it's just kind of sultry. Um, same thing in, uh, in in McCall. There are a lot of places that don't have air conditioning in McCall. And one of those places, um, one year, our, our we own a condo up there, but we also rent it out. And we wanted to go up to McCall and it happened to be rented out. So we had to rent um, another place right close to our same, in, in the same complex, as a matter of fact, but that particular Condo didn't have air conditioning. Oh boy! And we were we we're like, oh my god, we're dying here because <laughs> the bedroom was upstairs, and uh, we just happened to be there on a really hot, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't very often get up, you know, into the nineties in McCall, but it happened to be one of those days. And and in McCall, you really only need air conditioning for one month of the year. No, pretty much. You know, may, from from the end of June to August, maybe then you'll you'll mm-hmm. be using air conditioning. But other than that, and we just happened to be there, and I was like. Oh my God! Thank God we had air conditioning because I don't think I'd ever come up here in the summer. I, it's so hot. I, I didn't live in a house with central air until I was over forty, and I vowed about two days into it that I would never live in another kind of house. My parents still do not have air conditioning. Yeah, my mine never did. We grew up no air conditioning. Mine, my mom had a swamp cooler, and yeah. she would do you know during the hot summer months, she would keep all the windows open at night, and then in the morning she would up close all the windows and we had heavy curtains then she would close all the curtains so the house was completely Mm -hmm. dark the sun wouldn't be allowed to come in and then there was a swamp cooler that she would put ice water in that would blow um moist cool air (laughs) um but it it was never a problem for us because our our bedrooms were in the basement and the basement was always never warmer than 70 degrees that's right a basement uh, yeah I had a basement uh, bedroom when I was a kid too. And, it was uh, it was fantastic. It was, it was nice. Yeah, it really didn't overheat ever. Yeah, and they, I mean, to this day, they still have no air conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it gets hot there in in, in the summertime. Speaking of air conditioning, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do when because I don't believe Idaho Power has asked for that. What was it? That 22 percent rate hike. I don't think they've received it or got permission yet. Usually, what they they ask for way more. No, they're not going to get it, and you know something smaller gets approved. Um, got my uh, most expensive electric bill I've ever gotten in my life yesterday. Dare I ask the total? If you want to fall out of your chair like I did, I thought oh, there was well. I thought there was a mistake. I thought they charged the electricity for my whole neighborhood to my bill five hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, that's uh, for July. That's pretty steep. I have never come close to paying that before. And this is before, I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking, goes, wow, what happens if this 22% rate hike goes through? And then I got to adding up um, with energy costs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's ridiculous right now with gas prices. Um, natural gas, of course, is how we heat our home and, and, and use that for cooking. And then we have electricity. I figured out yesterday, my wife and I use around fourteen to $1,500 a month just on energy costs. Wow. Just energy. And we don't drive frivolously. Now, my wife has to drive for a job. Most of the only reason I drive is to and from work. I may, mm-hmm. you know, run errands on the way home, but I very seldom, you know, venture out once once I'm home or once I'm here at work. I usually do all the stuff on my way 
you know, home, you know, some, we're, we're, and it's still just ridiculously expensive. I've, I've never had a, an energy bill nearly that high, but then again, most of the houses I've lived in over the years have been about one-eighth the size of yours. So. Our, our house is smaller. Well, this is a smaller house than we lived in, and it's $200 it's sm- more than okay, we, we've ever had at our older house. Your house is smaller. It's not small. No, but it's it's. would you think that it would be $200 more expensive in this house than, I mean, this is... I higher, don't think it should be. <laughs> it shouldn't be. I'm just like, oh my God, energy costs have gone nuts. Thanks, inflation. You're welcome, Mike. Sorry, I was just speaking for inflation. 208 336 pounds 670 on your Verizon. Let's get our first check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli Meridian. And in East Boise, uh, check out their soup today. One of their most popular jalapeno bacon potato cheddar. It is delicious. Good morning. First Major League Baseball All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium in 42 years. And it featured the, one of their own, Clayton Kershaw, starting in front of his home fans. Appearances from Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. But the final score, looking a little familiar now, thanks to a couple of big home runs from the American League. The 2 Swing and a high fly ball drilled. Forget it. Way back out to left center field, and that is gone. Oh, my goodness. He crushed it. John Carlos Stanton deep into the pavilion in left center field, and the American League with one swing has tied it up. It's 2-2 as Stanton goes deep. That would not be the last home run they saw. Two balls and a strike. Right-hander turns, kicks, deals. Swing and a high fly ball left field. Forget that one. Way back left field and out of here. Byron Buxton goes back-to-back with Giancarlo Stanton. And just like that, the American League has a 3-2 lead. That was tattooed. Well, Giancarlo Stanton making his first All-Star appearance for the New York Yankees since they acquired him from the Marlins before the uh, 2018 season was the MVP of the game as the American League would go on to win by a score of 3-2. to two. I'm Rick Worthington. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, uh, I'm Mike Casper, he's Chris Walton. As it happens, yes, we are. It happens. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Get through uh, also to participate in the show. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. I don't know why uh, somebody didn't see this coming. An ice cream called Chocolate to Die For got recalled because it could kill people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's true advertising, right? It really can kill people? Yeah. I mean, not not slowly like, you know, every every other dessert, but just... Yeah. Okay. In a world full of lies and exaggerations, always refreshing to see the little truth in advertising. An ice cream brand called um, Chocolate to Die For from a company in uh, Kansas City uh, just issued a recall. They got a complaint after someone realized the packaging fails to mention that it contains peanuts. Oh, okay. So for anyone with allergies, it could be deadly. So the FDA posted an alert about uh, it on their website. Earlier this week, the company says that they haven't had any reports so far of people getting sick or having a reaction, but anyone who bought the ice cream uh, should return it for a full refund, especially those who might be allergic to yeah. to peanuts. And, and by the way, if you're not allergic to peanuts, there really isn't a reason to take it back to the store. Um, Mars, uh, Kenny Maker Mars, by the way, is being sued. Do you like uh, Skittles? 
Uh, sure, I guess. Um, I don't really eat them very much. but uh, I, I, I like Skittles, but apparently maybe I shouldn't uh, be eating them. Um, they're alleging, this suit is, that Skittles contains a known toxin that makes the candies unsafe to eat. The lawsuit claims that Skittles has heightened levels of titanium dioxide, which is used for food coloring. Mars claims that amount of titanium dioxide that they use in Skittles complies, complies with FDA regulations. Although um, decades ago, uh, Skittles said that they would stop putting this toxin, titanium dioxide, into their candies, and they never quit mm. doing it. Didn't have an alternative, I guess. So, uh, now granted, you know, there may be a very small amount of titanium dioxide, but what happens if you're like me, and when you eat Skittles, you eat a lot of them all at one time? <laughs> Is there anybody that eats one Skittle? Uh, not that I know of. Um, one bag, maybe? Usually, mm-hmm. If I open up a bag, I don't have a few and put the bag away. I, I'm, I'm guessing you probably don't either. Just guessing. Uh, no, like I said, I, 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 I go long periods of time with, without having Skittles, but I'm pretty sure that I do eat a whole bag yeah. of them when I do. It's not my favorite, but I mean, uh, movies, I'll, I'll grab a bag of Skittles. Okay. We have Skittles sometimes in our Christmas stockings. Yeah, fun. It's candy. Now I know why maybe I didn't feel so good afterwards. I was slowly being poisoned by the Mars Company. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Don't file suit against me for... Technically, I didn't somebody figure out years ago we're slowly being poisoned by everything and everyone? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. KBOI News Time is uh, 627. Phone lines, once again, are open. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Stick around. Also, a chance for you today to uh, pick yourself up $50 gift certificate uh, coming up for um, the Bonefish Grill, downtown Boise. We'll do that with our Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Half an hour from now, we'll uh, give you the question to start working on. It has to do with Major League Sports today. I bet Chris can get this one right. Um, but that's coming up here in about half an hour on News Talk KBOI. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642, I have good news and bad news for you this morning. If you're uh, laying in bed listening to us right now, the bad news is you got to get your butt up and go to work because you got to make that uh, mighty dollar so that you can pay your bills. The good news is um, you didn't. nobody won the uh, Mega Millions lottery jackpot last night, so that means you have another chance. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> so we're still eligible. I mean, providing we end up buying another ticket. Expected jackpot for the next drawing... $630 million. Yesterday we were saying it was up to $530 million and then I noticed the, uh, you know, the, the big billboard off the connector on my way home, and it was up to 555 already. That's what happens when you get up. So the projection is $630 million. I'm going to say it's probably going to be closer to $660, $670 um, by, by the time the next drawing rolls around. Because when it gets up this big, mm-hmm. you know, and people who never play, like myself, and, that, and that's Rick so funny. That's uh, so funny when it's eighty eighty million dollars, which is more money than most people will make or see in their lifetime. People don't buy a ticket, but if it gets up to five hundred million, or, yeah, they buy a well, ticket. Then you're starting to talk about real money. I mean, we talked about this yesterday when we were talking about you know the drawing last night. You know, at eighty million dollars, first of all, the uh, payout if you take the instant payout. 
instead of the annuity, probably which, you, which you should. Yeah, yeah it's probably going to be around $30 million. And then that $30 million, you have to pay almost half or more in taxes. So now you're down to $15 million. And that, I mean, that's just not worth my time. $15 million <laughs> just isn't. <laughs> it's, it's worth all of my time you know well when you're ta- talking about an instant payout of 270 300 million dollars you know you after taxes you're still going to have 150 million dollars that now you're starting to talk about real money 15 million dollars i like that i like that number the way you said it 270 300 million dollar <laughs> whatever it was uh kbli news time uh 644 let's get another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning, it's brought to you by our good friends at Fat Guys Fresh Deli, who, by the way, are already there this morning, as they are every morning early, making everything from scratch. That's why it's so delicious. Mm. That includes their soups, and one of their most popular soups, because it is so delicious. It, it's so good that even on a hot day like this, where you go, oh, who wants hot soup on a hot day like this? Trust me. Um, you will like it. Jalapeno bacon, potato cheddar, one of their better soups, more popular. Get in today and check it out for yourself. Two locations to serve you. You can get it in East Boise off Gallon Road or in Meridian just off Wells Avenue. Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Good morning. We don't do this often, but there's NASCAR news to share with you today. Ben Kennedy is thinking big, as in big cities, big ideas, and big plans. And that's how NASCAR and Chicago got together. Kennedy played an instrumental role in NASCAR bringing an unprecedented street race to downtown Chicago during its 75th season in yet another radical change to its once very steady schedule. The Cup Series race will be against the backdrop of Lake Michigan and uh, Grant Park next July 2nd as part of a three-year deal with the city of Chicago. It will be paired with IMSA sports car race, the day before, as well as music and entertainment options located along the 12-turn, 2.2-mile street course. The course will include Lakeshore Drive, Michigan Avenue, and South Columbus Drive, where the start and finish line and Pitt Road will be located directly in front of Buckingham Fountain. It'll pass through Grant Park and approach the northern edge of Soldier Field, And this is all very, very new for the city of Chicago and for NASCAR fans. Nevertheless, NASCAR doing new things to try and bring in new fans. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us this morning, you can also email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Send us an instant message through our fan page on Facebook, and you can also uh, text us, the same as our main number, 208-336-3700. On the uh, way for you uh, coming up this morning, uh, we have a chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate once again Bonefish Grill in uh, downtown Boise, and all you have to do to win is uh, answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with global network, uh, offices throughout the Treasure Valley, Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, even Ontario, Oregon, also locations in Sun Valley and Idaho Falls, anything having to do with real estate, whether investing, you're looking for your dream home, or maybe it's time to sell your home. Give them a call today at 208-888-4128. Our question today, something happens today, uh, unique, that doesn't happen 
any other time the rest of the year in Major League Sports. All right. Now, when we're talking Major League Sports, we're talking Major League Baseball, NFL football, NHL hockey, and NBA basketball. This happens every other year, um, not just this year. So it's not unique to this year, but it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Something happens today that doesn't happen any other day <laughs> of the year. What is it? If you know the answer, don't call us now. Be ready to call coming up this morning after uh, 8 o'clock, between 8 and 8.20. We'll tell you when, and if you're able to answer, first person to do so, we'll get that $50 gift certificate once again to uh, Bonefish Grill. And just to give you an idea, I told you I th- thought Chris would know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Yep, instantly knew exactly <laughs> what it was. So once again, okay, it's, it's not a difficult one. It's something that uh, happens in Major League Sports or doesn't happen in Major League Sports that doesn't happen at any time, any other day of the year except today. So if you know that, uh, stick around. Also on the way, stick around. Uh, we told you yesterday as we were talking about the good guy shooter, Elijah Dickin, that took out the bad guy, um, that he was going to be criticized Guess what? The View yesterday criticized him, said that he broke the law. He is a criminal. We'll talk about that coming up here, too, on News Talk KBOI. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707. The uh, stock market Dow futures down 26 points. We'll we'll just call that even. I mean, twenty six points up or down here in the next half hour uh, when the stock market opens up. Um, up yesterday, up uh, on uh, Monday, up on Friday. Uh, we'll see if we can continue today um, with what's going on. We'll also talk with Jeremiah Bates. I think more than likely, I don't know for a fact, but I'm guessing we're going to talk about Netflix because uh, it, it that whole here's some bad news and the stock soars. <laughs> They lost almost a million subscribers last quarter, and yet their stock, I I had seen at one point last night after it was announced, they lost a million subscribers that their stock uh, in after-hours trading jumped almost, or over 10%. They had announced they were going to start creating cheaper categories that you can um, pay and and just get like limited things on Netflix. And so I guess they figured a lot of people are going to go for that. The other thing that they're doing, and they're already testing this out in other uh, Latin American countries that could possibly be, or more, I'm not even going to say could be coming this way, uh, probably are coming this way, is uh, charging for more than one account. So a lot of people share their accounts with their kids or whatever, and so they're going to start charging for multiple televisions at the same time. So if, if you have you know more than one person in your home watching on a television on another television or a streaming device they're going to charge you an extra fee for that and they're going to charge you if you watch netflix from another home how many people do you know who have netflix and watch it on only one device nobody i mean i'll I'll give a perfect example when we go on vacation like we went to arizona for spring training this year um, we watch Netflix, and we watch Netflix with our account. We signed mm-hmm. into their their account. They're going to start charging for that. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you own two homes, you can't bring your Netflix account with you, which just seems ridiculous to me. If you all, it, it's still your, it's your same account just because you're watching it in a second home. Yeah, that's a good point. Or if you're on vacation in a hotel room, doesn't I, I just don't think you should be charged an extra two ninety nine a month, which 
probably might be one of the reasons why Netflix lost almost a million subscribers in the last quarter. Yesterday, uh, we made this prediction, and uh, it didn't take long to come to fruition. We were talking about the uh, shooter. Elijah Dickin, by the way, is his name that took out the uh, shooter um, in uh, Indianapolis Food Court or Mall Food Court. And we said uh, that there are going to be people out there, anti-gun nuts, that are going to say that this person um, should be going to jail because what he did was a crime, even though he saved the lives of people. He he shot somebody and should be going to jail. Well, right after our show yesterday on The uh, View, that idiotic show, and, and I say idiotic show because some of the stuff that comes out of their mouths just is idiotic, um, to me, that's my personal opinion on this thing. But the but the the problem is that some people get their news from this show. <laughs> they watch this show and then they that's the gospel. Well, the co-hosts on the View yesterday attacked um, Dickin, who stopped an active shooter at Indiana Mall and got basic facts about the story completely wrong, while dismissing the man's heroic actions and called him just lucky. Sonny Holston falsely stated the 22-year-old gun owner Elijah Dickin broke the law by carrying the firearm at the Greenwood Park Mall where he used it to stop the active shooter who killed three people and wounded two others with a rifle. City of Greenwood officials called Dickin a hero. That's right. The city officials called him a hero. I I don't think technically he broke the law. He uh, went against the wishes of the mall management by Mm -hmm. carrying, but it didn't break a law, I don't think. It did not break the law according uh, according to Indiana law. Um, and, and they pointed out it's like the the mall stating, hey, we don't allow guns in the mall is like no sh- shirt, no shoes, no service. You're not breaking the law uh, until somebody says, hey, we don't allow guns. You have to leave. If you refuse to leave, then you break the law. Mm-hmm. No one had asked him to uh, leave. I want you to take a listen to this. They say that a good guy with a gun can control a bad guy with a gun. Well, we saw in Uvalde that that's not true. And you saw it in Buffalo. Yes, we saw it yeah. in Buffalo. In, but we in, saw that in, it is true in, in Indiana. It was true in Indiana. Um, that was a lucky moment. And you know what? I feel like <laughs> lucky. This. If you're a good guy with a gun, you should not object to background checks or uh, yes. or licensing or uh, you know a limitation on military style weapons mm-hmm. that kill thousands at once or hundreds at once so why can't they just pull that off but with this good samaritan thing listen i was trained when i was at the justice department in firearms and i was trained in defensive firearm training Mm -hmm. it is very hard to hit a moving target it is hard for people that are trained to hit a moving target it is very lucky um, that that good Samaritan hit that moving target in, in, in that way, and he wasn't. He had a gun permit, but he wasn't supposed to be in the mall with a gun. So he broke the he law, the even AR though he was a, even though he was a, a, a good so the Samaritan. Law, the law of Indiana is different than the law of the mall. Indiana, by the way, became what <laughs> I was going to say that last thing. <laughs> Indiana by, became what is known as a constitutional carry state in March. Governor Eric Holcomb signed the law eliminating the license requirement to carry a handgun. Anyone who previously could obtain a permit to carry a handgun is legally permitted to do so without a permit in Indiana. Indianapolis Star reported that the Greenwood Park Mall had no gun policy, which we had told you about, uh, but attorney and firearms. They had, did they have a no gun policy or no gun un, policy? A no gun policy. Okay. Attorney and firearms instructor Guy Relford told the paper Indiana's constitutional carry and stand your ground laws protect Dickens' actions because he acted to serve and save the people targeted by the shooter. By the way, you you heard one of the members of the view there saying how lucky he was because she was trained and it's very hard to hit, you know, a moving target. And he was very lucky that he was able to hit the the person. Well, 
I don't necessarily consider it luck when he shoots 10 times and eight of those shots hit the victim. Wow, wow. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and was and or not the victim? Yeah, I know hit the, the shooter, the active shooter. Yeah, was the active shooter in this case running, or was he standing in one place firing his uh, weapon at people? Don't know. Okay, I mean it's just an asinine statement that she made. The whole thing, and and the fact Joey Behar going, well, he was lucky. You know, it, you, look what happened in Uvalde. It's a completely different story in Uvalde. I would give her the same answer I always do, which is, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good. There you go. I say the same thing in golf probably every time I play. It's like, hey, nice shot. Hey, I'd rather be lucky than good. But we talk, it's, it's weird that we made this prediction and then just uh, within a half hour after our show, <laughs> sure enough, there it is. He's a criminal. He should be arrested. Well, I mean, that's, it's, it's, not a difficult, uh, it's not a difficult prediction. Any, any news story comes up and we could say, you know, in a couple hours, I bet somebody on TV uh, objects to this. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Email chris at kbui.com, mike at kbui.com. Time for uh, another check on what's going on with sports. Once again this morning, it's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Very, very slow day in sports. Not a whole lot will be going on today. Uh, baseball doesn't get back in action again uh, until tomorrow as we get to see if uh, Mariners continue uh, and can win 15 games in a row. That'd be cool. This update brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, all new menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. Some college football for you today. The SEC media days were happening yesterday and Alabama Crimson Tide head coach Nick Saban had a chance to speak and he talked about NILs and the future of college football in general. Saban said that the name, image, and likeness deals are really good for players, but he feels like some guidelines are needed there. You know, name, image, and likeness is a great thing for players, and I'm all for players having the opportunity to uh, create whatever value they can create for themselves. And, you know, our players did extremely well last year. Uh, I think they made over $3 million in name, image, and likeness. And um, But I do think that the concerns um, are... You know, there, there has to be something, some guidelines that sort of protect competitive balance, you know, and how we do this. Saban went on to say that he doesn't like NILs being used to recruit players, but he thinks that players making money is probably a good thing. You know, the advent of collectives um, has created a way for, you know, third parties to um, make contributions to marketing organizations who can create opportunities for players, which I think is a good thing. Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. Uh, creates opportunities for players. That's a good thing. I think when it's used in recruiting um, and players start making choices and decisions based on promises that are made uh, in name, image, and likeness, I'm not sure that is a good thing. Um, so I do think there needs to be some guidelines, you know, in that, and I think there needs to be transparency and you know how all that's done. SEC media days continue today. We'll probably have more on that for you tomorrow morning. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the morning market report, powered by CapEd Credit Union, keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors on News Talk KBOI Boise. 723, Jeremiah Bates with us once again to talk about your money. Um, Dow Futures basically flat just ahead of the opening here in a few minutes, but uh, wanted to talk this morning uh, about Netflix. Netflix lost almost a million 
subscribers in the last quarter, yet their stock was up uh, over 8% or about 8% at one point in after-hour trading. Um, How can what seems like really bad news be good news for investors? Right. Well, they lost a million, but uh, it was a surprise because the expectation is that they were going to lose two million. So, ah, okay. Now yeah, that makes it was, sense. It was like set your, set your uh, expectations low so you can be hopefully pleasantly <laughs> surprised. I think that was the case with Netflix. So you had shares up over 7% at one point pre-market trading. They pulled back a bit, still up over 4%, but... You know, still, it hasn't been a great year for, for Netflix. I mean, if you recall the first quarter results when Netflix announced an unexpected loss of 200,000 subscribers, now that triggered a sharp sell-off in the stock. And that and that came, brought the CEO to kind of throw some wild ideas out there. And that was only 200,000 subscribers. Yeah, that was only 200,000, right? But, that you know, that's the kind of the name of the game on Wall Street is when it, when there's something that's unexpected or uncertain, it rattles the cages, and then you usually see a large knee-jerk reaction. Now, this is nowhere near, I mean, this you know, 7% gain, 4% gain is nowhere near the sell-off. And by the way, Netflix is still down almost 62% over the past years, down, I think, about 66% year-to-date. So still not faring well. So even though we have this little sliver of good news... Um, you know they did they did surprise with the projection of not as uh, losing as many subscribers. They expect to add one million more subscribers in the third quarter. So things are starting to kind of trend in the right direction. Additionally, they're talking about plans of of launching an ad supported subscription. So. Uh, Netflix has he- held true to that, where they didn't want to have an ad an ad based uh, system or ad ad based platform. That tune is changing, so they're projecting early 2023 that you're going to start seeing advertisements on Netflix. So that's obviously would help <clears throat> would help bottom line, would help revenue. But you know what I also found interesting is that, and we talked about this yesterday with the strength of the dollar and how it's affecting these multinational companies. You have their revenue; uh, they, it dropped almost three, uh, over, well, well over thirty three hundred million dollars by the unfavorable currency exchange rate. So they do have a broad base subscriber um, base uh, across the world. And when that revenue comes in and they have to convert that foreign currency to U.S. dollars, I mean, if you look at the strength of the dollar, even though it's pulled back a little bit over the past couple days. Um, it's still severely affecting some some revenue and for for a lot of multinational companies. So, you know, and then on the downside, they also mentioned that they want to find a way to monetize the hundred million plus households that are not paying for the service with the password sharing. So, sorry, gentlemen, I'm gonna have to kick you off my Netflix account, or maybe Netflix will do it for me. <laughs> what? So I gotta no get a, stream- my own yeah. Netflix account no. now. Yeah, no more Stranger Things. I'm sorry, you gotta go <laughs> my get kid, your own. My kid won't give it to the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I had that happen one time. My my son, I I had a whole bunch of stuff showing up, and I'm like, nobody is watching. Where did this come from? And he goes, oh, I gave it to my teacher, the password to my teacher. And I go, why? And it's like, well, she's a teacher. She doesn't make much money. <laughs> hey, it's a, it's infl- the inflation's crushing it. You know, tough tough times. You got to share that password. But yeah, I'm not sure how much longer that's gonna that's gonna carry on. Because when you're talking about a hundred million, over a hundred million households that are not paying for the service and doing password sharing, I think that's a a bit of a hole that needs to be plugged for Netflix. Even though it might not make a lot of people happy. All right. Um, thank you. We'll get an update uh, about an hour from right now after the stock market opens up. It looks like uh, Dow, especially all, all three of the index, is going to be opening up basically flat. And then, of course, we'll hear about the closing uh, after it closes in the noon o'clock report or 12 o'clock report. And then we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents.
Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. You know, name, image, and likeness is a great thing for players, and I'm all for players having the opportunity to uh, create whatever value they can create for themselves. And, you know, our players did extremely well last year. Uh, I think they made over $3 million in name, image, and likeness. And, um, but I do think that the concerns um, are, you know, there, there has to be something, some guidelines that sort of protect competitive balance, you know, and how we do this. <laughs> That's Nick Saban of Ala freaking Bama, by the way. So the, <laughs> let me get this straight. The head coach <laughs> of the Alabama Crimson Tide thinks it's important to uh-huh. maintain competitive balance in the NCAA. I, I, I would like to ask him the question, if it's important to do that, is it also important to maintain the balance for all the other teams and all the other leagues? And I, this is just an example of the rich getting rich, richer. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech, uh, for example, announced yesterday that... Uh, a booster club, the Matador Club, a local collective, will now give every single Red Raider player who is on contract, plus 15 walk-on players, they will each get $25,000 NIL contracts. So every year they'll get $25,000 in cash. Whether they end up endorsing Starters, or advertising yeah, something at Yeah, all? They, they're not going to. Um, they'll be asked to do community service and charitable work in the Lubbock area. Payments will uh, go out on the first week of August. Every player gets $25,000 in that program. And this is just the base. They're, they're, they can get other NIL contracts if they wish. Now, my question is this. With Nick Saban saying that, um, it, it's already unfair, as you, as you pointed out with Nick Saban. Well, at least it does seem that way. <laughs> um, just to give you an example, for instance, with the new Super Leagues, um, the SEC, for example, the Big 12, uh, their new television contracts are going to pay each school. Each school will get this, $100 million per year. Now, to give you, uh, to show you the competitive imbalance of that, if, if Nick Saban is going to say, hey, we need, we need everybody to, are you going to share your money? Because the Pac-12 <laughs> gets $30 million per, per team. I can hear him saying, do I look like I'm going to share my exactly. money? Exactly. So you have you have those two leagues that each each team is going to get a hundred million dollars from their television contracts. Pac-12 each team gets thirty million dollars. Uh, Boise State, which by the way is the highest paid team in the Mountain West, they because of their contract because um, they were able to sign and, and get more money because they bring more um, to the table when it comes to eyes on the the teams. They get paid four million dollars. So you have a ninety. Six million dollar difference in how much money Boise State gets paid from their television contract contract to every team in the Big Twelve and every team in the SEC. Uh-huh. Is that fair? So, uh, hard to hard to say. We should be sharing that money, right, Nick Saban? Just saying. It's just uh, it's going to be interesting over the next five to ten years to watch where this goes to to where you you really will have have and have nots. I'm thinking. I think you're right. 745. Let's get another check on what's going on. Sports. One final time this morning with Rick Worthington. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Get in today. Two locations making it easier for you. 
third location coming soon, Canyon County, hopefully in the early 2023 year. Um, right now, though, you can get in off Gowan Road uh, exit right there by Albertsons or in uh, Meridian, just off Wells Avenue. Check out the menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com. Good morning. First Major League Baseball All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium in 42 years, and it featured the, one of their own, Clayton Kershaw, starting in front of his home fans. Appearances from Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera. But the final score, looking a little familiar now, thanks to a couple of big home runs from the American League. The 0-2. Swing and a high fly ball drilled. Forget it. Way back out into left center field, and that is gone. Oh, my goodness. He crushed it. John Carlos Stanton deep into the pavilion in left center field. And the American League with one swing has tied it up. It's 2-2 as Stanton goes deep. That would not be the last home run they saw. Two balls and a strike. Right-hander turns, kicks, deals. Swing and a high fly ball left field. Forget that one. Way back left field and out of here. Byron Buxton goes back to back with John Carlos Stanton. And just like that, the American League has a 3-2 lead. That was tattooed. Well, John Carlos Stanton making his first All-Star appearance for the New York Yankees since they acquired him from the Marlins before the uh, 2018 season was the MVP of the game as the American League would go on to win by a score of 3-2. to I'm Rick Worthington. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 753-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, Happy National Hot Dog Day today, by the way. I bring it up. Because uh, our our friend, who has been on our show numerous times, David Rush, he is... Uh, he's the world record guy. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got... A, basically, he breaks world records. 250 world records. He just recently uh, broke another world record uh, catching a hot dog in a bun. <laughs> what, the longest distance? Longest throw, yeah. Here, here take a listen. This is the moment that uh, David... Uh, and his partner, Russell Phillips, who was throwing the uh, hot dog into the bun, broke the record. This is David Rush. I'm here with Russell Phillips going after the Guinness World Records title for the furthest distance to throw and catch a hot dog. Got it. Come on! Got it. Nice. <laughs> Come on! 167, five inches. Now, David does this to help promote STEM education. He originally held the record back in 2019. Um, when Jake Smith threw a hot dog 105 feet to where Rush caught it in a bun. Since that time, it, <laughs> is, it has been broken twice. Um, the new record, by the way, that they set, throwing a hot dog, catching it in a bun, in case you want to head out to try to bake, b- break this Guinness Book of World Record. First of all, you have to find somebody with a strong arm. 167 feet, 5 inches. It took them uh, a couple of days and, and is, multiple attempts. This is not a frozen hot dog. Either. No, no. This is this is a uh, regular regular hot dog. Like I said, you you have to have somebody <laughs> who's got an arm on them to be able to do it. By the way, David Rush, this isn't his only record that he has broken recently. Although this would probably be a, a I think a more enjoyable record, especially with the temperatures that we have. Uh, David just uh, broke another uh, world record. Running a half marathon while wearing a hundred and eleven t-shirts. 
And we have David Rush. He's wearing 111 t-shirts. It looks like uh, he's gained about 200 pounds since the last time I talked to him. Three, two, one, go! All right, good luck, David. We'll see you at the finish. Under three hours here. There it is. There it is. I started a few minutes late, so close to 250. There we go. Come on. Come on. Come on. How much does 111 t-shirts weigh? I mean, he, it's a half marathon that he ran in under three hours mm-hmm. while wearing 111 the, t-shirts. The, the uh, newscaster there speculated that he looked like he weighed 200 more pounds with all those uh, shirts on. In the uh, famous uh, words of Joey on uh, Friends, could I be wearing any more t-shirts? <laughs> Actually, he, says, that's, that's, he said, could I be wearing any more clothes? Wasn't that Chandler? No, it was Joey saying it to Chandler because oh. he had all of Chandler's clothes on. Oh, I see. And he was wearing it all at one time. Yeah. So congratulations, David Rush. Does it for a good cause, uh, trying to uh, raise ed, um, awareness for STEM education. Uh, so congratulations. He's been on our show a couple of different times. And like I said, he has either uh, set or broken over 250 Guinness Book World Records. Congratulations, David. Keep it up. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 if you have a Verizon Wireless if you want to get through and take part in the show. Yes, we encourage that. Uh, we're live and local 6 to 10 every single day, and our phone lines are always open. If you can't get through or don't, aren't able to get through on the phone, remember you can always email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Also, those uh, phone numbers are going to come in handy in about 20 minutes because we have another $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise. If you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty with uh, interest rates uh, going up. Maybe more difficult to buy a house. Or is it? Find out by calling Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. They can help you get into that brand new house uh, today. The phone number, 208-888-4128. Our question, something happens today when it comes to major league sporting events that never happen on any other day of the year. When we talk major league, we're talking baseball, football, hockey, and basketball. It only happens today. Now, this happens every year, but today it is going on. What is it that happens today that never? it's not going to happen any other time the rest of this year? If you know the answer, stick around. In 20 minutes, you can win. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. drive throughs of course, cater to cars. But Boise's Urban Renewal Agency, Capital City Development Corp., wants to transform state from a car-dominated road to a corridor with several ways to move around, like walking, bicycling, or riding buses. The Idaho Statesman reports at the recent meeting, the agency's board reviewed the staff's proposals to incentivize or disincentivize certain types of development. Now, to measure whether a developer's project aligns with what the agency wants, the agency grades the project on a scorecard, giving positive points for various types of buildings, but a development with a drive-through receives negative eight points. 
Mayor Lauren McLean, a Capital City Development Corp board member, is recommending the staff review the proposed scorecard again before any decisions are made. Cities all across the country are beginning to ban drive throughs They have a good reason, though. They say it's an effort to reduce the effects of climate change. So major cities we're talking about here, like Minneapolis, are banning the construction of new drive through windows. And it's even happening here in the St. Louis area. Creve Corps added a similar ordinance to take away some of those carbon emissions. I didn't know this was a uh, big problem nationwide. I saw this story and I thought, well, that's that's kind of strange, but is this a growing concern that pretty soon you're not going to be able to have the convenience of driving up and taking care of business or getting food? At a drive-through, yeah. You you have drive-ups at banks. Are you not going to be allowed to drive up at a bank any longer? Or get coffee. Or get coffee? Yeah, uh, there's another one. I, I mean, could you imagine? Dutch Bros would have to close all their shops down because most of them, uh, I would say uh, the 99% of them don't have a sit-down area for you to get your coffee. True. I know the one here downtown on, on State Street does, mm-hmm. which... I guess for State Street is is where they're considering getting rid of the uh, drive-throughs, so that that Dutch even Bros though, would, be, would be in compliance. Even though that looks like a small building, it's a rather large Dutch Bros. Mm-hmm. But I mean, most Dutch Bros are just drive-through. Most coffee shops. Trying to think, Starbucks for for the most part, I think Starbucks is dark drive-through, and they also have limited seating with it within. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, is this is this a growing problem? Will this get rid of climate change if we stop allowing people to not have to get out of their cars? Because I mean, as as we all know, most people run your cars while you're waiting, you know. But if you're going mm-hmm. through McDonald's, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't have a specific answer other than the fact that I don't like it because I like the convenience if I I don't want to stop, get out, walk in, stand in line. It's a strange scorecard. It is a strange cor- scorecard. It, this I mean it, it smacks a little bit more like the um keeping track of your 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 social scorecard. You know, that, that you're going to be able to, instead of, you know, having a credit rating, you're going to, mm-hmm. you'll have a social credit rating. This is kind of along those same lines, isn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, look, this is a good bit. Look at their scorecard. They have a 72. We, we can allow them to have a business on this location because it's a 72. These, I thought, these I thought guys it, are horrible. They only have a 40. I thought it would be similar to the uh, credit rating where you, uh, you know, a good number is like 830 or something like that. Well, it might be. I was just. I was just using that as But as, I was going to say that uh, if I did have a social score, I think even on that scale, mine would be in the double digits. <laughs> Wait, does this mean if you, if you start to do this, do you have to also stop delivering food delivery services? Hmm. Grocery delivery services? Interesting question. I don't know. Is this, is this a slippery slope or is this a big ado about nothing? We'll find out in the future, won't we? For those people who drive on State Street, if this ends up being that, you know, all of a sudden there are no drive throughs on State Street, are you okay with that? I mean, you just have to drive to Chinden, and there's a whole bunch of drive throughs on Chinden, you know? Mm-hmm. 
might have that that's just it it's like well normally i would go on my way home on state street and and go through a drive through there now i have to drive a couple of miles to get to my closest mcdonald's if i want mcdonald's there are so have you done anything actually a bunch of them on uh what glenwood yeah there there are tons of drive-ins now on drive-throughs now Mm -hmm. on glenwood and that's my question have you really done anything if somebody wants to go to mcdonald's and you take away that drive through and that person doesn't want to drive, you know, get out of their car and do it, so they go to the next closest McDonald's and end up driving five miles out of their way each way just so they don't have to get out of their car. Uh, have you really done anything? I don't know. <laughs> it all seems ridiculous to me, but that's just me. That's my personal opinion. Uh, Robin writes in, we were talking about this earlier this morning on The View, who uh, were claiming that uh, the person who took out the gunman in the mall in Indiana. Dickon is his last name. Yeah. Elijah Dickon. Say it. Remember the name. Um, basically, he they falsely claimed he was a criminal, and he broke the law because he shot this guy. Um, Robin writes in, Hi, Mike. I would expect nothing less from the uh, cackling hands on the view to villainize <laughs> someone with a gun who did a good thing. Bless their little hearts. Thank you. Bless their hearts. Thank you, Robin. Kent says, I think that million dollars from beer sales is great, but I want to know where that money ended up. Did it reduce the cost of education, even a nickel for every student attending BSU? It would be interesting to follow that money to its end use to really appreciate how much is made from beer sales. That's a good question, Kent. I don't know. I don't know if it just goes to a general fund. I figured maybe it went to buy more beer, but I don't know. Tell you what, I mean, there were predictions, and and people have been calling for this for years, if not decades, to have Boise State allowed to sell alcohol within the stadium. And I, I, I for one, am not shocked at all that they they sold almost a million dollars worth of beer in their first season. I think that, personally, uh, I I think you're going to see a huge jump in the second year this year. Um even more as people realize, hey, I don't have to bring my own booze to the stadium any longer. I can buy it while I'm Uh in the stadium. You know the rule, the more beer you have, the more you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, generally that is just talking about one evening, but uh, I guess it can stretch (laughs) over two years. Um, Another email then. This one's from uh, Carl. Um, Thanks, Carl. I I personally appreciate this myself. Uh, It's time to place a $25 bet on your team, the Seattle Mariners. Placing a $25 bet now to win the World Series would get them $1,600 if you made a bet on them to win the World Series right now. Hmm. Now, a smart person probably would have bet at the beginning of the season because my guess is a $25 bet on the Mariners in the beginning of the season probably, um, if it's getting you $1,600 now, probably would have got you closer to $5,000 yeah, like, so like or more of that back then. Like all of our favorite teams around here, they were probably projected to go fifth. I had a uh, buddy who years ago when uh, Tampa Bay went to the World Series for the first time, yeah. um, he always liked to place a, a bet on long shots to begin the season. He put $200 down on Tampa Bay <laughs> to win the World Series. If they, if they won the World Series that year, which they did not, he would have got $20,000 for his $200 bet. Wow. Now, the smart thing that he did is that he laid off that bet by 
um, betting on the team that they played, and I can't remember who they played that year off the top of my head, so that he could get a guaranteed $10,000 win. So he bet $10,000 on the other team to win $10,000. So um, he was guaranteed, no matter who won, mm. that he was going to win $10,000. That's you know See, we that t- seems less fun. We talked about this earlier. There's only been three teams that have gone into the uh, break on 10-game winning streaks or more, and the Mariners are currently right. on a 14-game win streak. Each one of those teams won the pennant, and that was and the two of the, the three 19, won the World Series. The 1935 Tigers, the 1945 Cubs, and the 1975 or 76? Yeah, uh, uh, 75. 75 Reds, so they were all fives. Lisa, uh, Garden City, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi. I just have three quick things right off the top of my head about the doing away with the drive-ins. Go ahead. One is it would affect the disabled. Is one ah didn't even cars. The the second thing is if they make us go all electric, what will it matter? There won't be any emissions <laughs> if you're uh, waiting in line. And the third thing right now is. Half the lobbies on the little fast food places are closed because they can't staff them. Yeah, <laughs> so that's true. I don't. Lisa, that's my three quick off the top of my head. Lisa, um, if we yeah. had a trophy for best phone call um, of the year, I-, I think I would award it to you right now because those were three great thoughts I hadn't even thought of. Those are good well, questions. There you go. Those are very good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that, Lisa. Man, she's not You're wrong. Welcome. Yeah, she's not wrong. <laughs> All three of those great points if you do away with, with drive throughs We'll talk more about this if you'd like. You can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. In the meantime, stick around. Coming up next, $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill with their Casper and Chris. Damn near impossible question. Coming up after traffic. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, 208-888-4128. Our question today is going to get you a $50 gift certificate to Bonefish Grill in downtown Boise if uh, you answer correctly. John is going to get first crack at it. John... Something is happening today when it comes to Major League Sports that never happens on any other day of the year. What is it? John, are you there? Hello, John. Did we lose John? Must have lost John. All right, John. Sorry. Uh, That means good news for you, Lonnie, if you can answer our question. Uh, Something happens today when it comes to Major League Sports that... Never happens on any other day of the year. What is it? I'm going to say there are no sports scheduled today. No games. Um, we'll accept that. There's that actually um, the answer is no sporting events scheduled because uh, on oh. the day before the All Star Game for Major League Baseball, there is also no game scheduled on that day. But however, they do have a sporting event, the Major League. Home field or uh, home run home derby, run, yeah. home run derby. So, no sporting events scheduled in any sport today. This is the only day of the year that that happens, and it happens every single year. Congratulations, Lonnie! You have a fifty dollars gift certificate to Bonefish Grill. Congratulations. 
Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. Don't worry if you're one of the many people that were on the lines. Uh, apparently, this was an easier said, question than I thought because all five lines were packed. Th- this is the day every year when I'm glad that I'm dumb enough to have actually recorded some baseball games. <laughs> um, the uh, By the way, we were talking earlier, the gentleman who had written in and said if you put a $25 bet, you can win $1,600 if they win the World Series on the uh, Mariners. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, Cleveland Guardians, formerly known as the Indians, um, if you bet $10, you'll win $1,260 on them. If you're a Giants fan, you can bet $10 to win $510. Twins? and St. Louis Cardinals, you can bet $10 to win $410. Do you happen to know what you win with, like, the Yankees or the Dodgers? Um, My guess is uh, considerably less. $4 or something? Yeah, you you bet $10, you probably uh, are going to win $12, maybe $15. Those are those are just some of the medium long shots. You know, those aren't even necessarily long shots. They're all um, doing very well. So, anyway, thanks for that email. Appreciate it. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. One of the things we'll be talking about as we come back from break, news at the bottom of the hour, uh, Boise City Council voted last night not to spend uh, any city money to enforce state abortion laws. That's right. They're not going to uh, allow investigations. They're not going to allow city money to be spent and prioritized to investigate any of the new state abortion laws when that trigger law goes into effect, either later this month or probably next month, depending on when it officially got signed. It goes into effect 30 days after it officially is signed. Basically, we will have uh, around here a very strict leave-me-alone policy. Mm -hmm, Kind of. We'll get your thoughts on that, tell you about that coming up. Plus, if you want to email us, you can get through to Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open if you want to get through. Also, toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. That's one 800 529 Five two six four. Um, we understand that not all the time you can uh, make a phone call. Maybe your work doesn't allow it. You can email us also, Mike at KBY.com, Chris at KBY.com, or you can uh, even text us, same as our main number, 208-336-3700. Nearly one month after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down Roe versus Wade, which previously granted Americans the uh, right to abortion, the Boise City Council last night, followed up with their own decision on the issue. The uh, ruling, you might remember, triggered a law in Idaho that will criminalize providing of most abortions in the state, making it a felony for health care providers to perform abortions. In a 3-2 to two vote, city council sought to limit that trigger law by passing a resolution to limit city resources from being used to take legal action against someone performing an abortion. Under the new Boise resolution, law enforcement and others will not be allowed to prioritize investigations for the purpose of prosecuting abortion providers. Extra staff and resources cannot be used to investigate providers. City agencies will also not be allowed to use city funds to store or catalog any report of a performed abortion. City funds can't be used to provide information on abortions to any other city, state, or federal government entity. 
The resolution bans city funds from using multiple means of collecting information intended to aid in prosecuting abortion, including surveillance uh, surveillance data collection and Internet activity monitoring. Now, the vote was close, one with uh, City Council President Pro Tem Holly Woodings, Council Member Lisa Sanchez, and Council Member Jimmy Halliburton voting in favor of the resolution. Council President Elaine Clegg and Council Member Lucy Willits opposed. City leaders expressed differing ideas on the city's role in the issue. Elaine Clegg said, as strongly as I feel about this personally, I don't believe that it is a city issue. As and she may be right about that. It may not. It's not supposed to be a city issue. It's no, supposed to be a state, state issue. issue. Yeah. As the tan- timeline for trigger law to go into effect gets near, the Idaho Supreme Court is preparing to hear more than one abortion-related case. A Planned Parenthood affiliate filed a lawsuit last month seeking to stop the state's trigger law. The Idaho Supreme Court is expected to hear arguments on that case in August. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. How do you feel about that? City of Boise saying we're not going to help in investigating any of these abortion laws to help to at least to prioritize the investigation um, to help to prosecute doctors who perform abortions in the state of Idaho, even though it is a state law. Mayor Lauren McLean uh issued a tweet last night, says, Tonight we passed a resolution that we won't use city resources to investigate claims of abortion. The extreme Idaho law erodes our residents' right, invades our privacy, and puts the health of many at risk. Boise will not be a part of this. Uh, Okay. If if Boise can, in fact, do that, then uh, I suppose that's the vote. It'll still be the law, but it won't be enforced, at least in Boise. Chris writes in, could you imagine the response from these same people if the resolution was to ban using city resources to investigate hate crimes or to enforce underage smoking and vaping laws? It's a dangerous practice in general, even if you would like the outcome in a specific instance. You're not wrong, Chris. Cities getting to pick and choose which laws they enforce kind of becomes a little dangerous in my in my way of thinking, and this isn't the first time this has happened. You're, you might remember cities in, in California, Democratic cities in California, like San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, refused to participate yeah, that's true. and help illegal aliens be removed from our nation. They said, we're not, we're not going to investigate. If you want to investigate or come find these people, do it yourself. We're not using our city resources to help out the federal government get rid of illegals. They became... Um, you know, cities, sanctuary cities for illegals, knowing that, hey, if I go to this city, I can I can be protected. Do you think, that, I mean, I mean, th- there are a lot of people who are in favor of states' rights. There are plenty of people who don't think that's what the issue has been the last few months, but uh, there are people who are for states' rights. Uh, d- do you think that individual cities and counties should... Uh, within a state have uh, the right to set their own rules as it pertains to what should should they have should they be able to override state law no should they be able to set up their own city laws that don't override state laws yeah okay. so in other words only something that added more restrictions nothing that alleviated any um 
as long as it as long as it doesn't go against what is already a part of state law. Now there are a lot of a lot of state law. I mean, there is a lack of state laws that don't cover certain things for certain cities. Then cities should be able, or municipalities should be able to come up with their laws to govern govern their own community. Um, however, I, I think it it does set a dangerous precedence when you start to pick and choose, you know, which laws that you're going to either follow or ignore when it mm-hmm. comes to state laws. I mean, we have a state legislature for a reason. They are elected officials. Now. To try, uh, and they're there for to do a job to represent their constituents. I, I know people. I've known people all my life who, uh, very very strictly follow the law when it's convenient for them, mm-hmm. and when it's in their own best interest to do so. Yeah, and that's kind of a similar situation in 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 this case, in my opinion. What's your opinion? We'll take a break. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Perfectly fine uh, with the city of Boise um, not helping out on any investigations when this trigger law takes effect. Is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? It's just opinion. There's no right or wrong here. Uh, go ahead and share your thoughts. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, good news when the stock market is uh, concerned today. We've seen uh, over 200-point turnaround uh, down in the uh, red, about 160 points about half an hour ago. Now up 100 points on the uh, Dow this morning. So that's... That's good news. We could have our, let's see, today's Wednesday, One, two, this would be the fourth day in a row, if they can finish up in the green, fourth day in a row that we've seen uh, an uptick on the Dow. I nice. don't know if it's going to hold out, but you know, we'll find out. You can check in with Jeremiah Bates coming up in the uh, noon news report today to find out how the stock market uh, did when it closes. Taking your phone calls, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Boise City Council uh, last night uh, voting not to spend any city money to enforce state abortion laws. Your thoughts on that? Greg and Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Uh, yes. Um, the, what the city of Boise has done uh, raises an interesting issue. Since the United States is a limited federal republic, on most issues, individuals have the final say on matters. But the central government and the states each have their own sphere of final say on issues. Cities and counties are creations of the state, and they do not have final say on issues. So if the state law in Idaho is that um, all law enforcement agencies or all governments must cooperate with the government on the state government on a certain issue, then the city of Boise would be violating its uh, legal responsibility to the state on the abortion issue. Interesting. What did you mean when you said it It usually comes down to the individual? Well, for example, the individual gets to decide what to think, what to eat on most occasions, um, whether to own a house, whether to have a religious belief and how to practice that religious belief. On most matters, individuals have the final say on what's to happen. And that's that's the whole purpose of of having a government founded on the principle of liberty. But not what is and what is not lawful. Well, 
um, it's lawful for you to decide whether to have a religious belief and how to practice that religious right. belief. It is lawful for you to decide what you're going to read. It is lawful for you to decide what you are going to think. Uh, on most matters, you do not have to get permission of the government to do anything. But uh, like, like with Boise, for instance, Boise says, despite the state abortion law, Boise is going to you know, ignore it, essentially. But you, as a, a, an individual, you can't just say, here are the laws I'm going to ignore, and you can't do anything about it. Oh, if it's a if it's a constitutional law, you can't ignore that law. Right. Got it. But but the, the the issue that you raised is can the city of Boise not report? If Idaho law requires reporting, then Boise must report. There we go. Thank you for the call, Greg. Great thoughts. And it, and it seems like in that respect that it doesn't matter what the city council comes up with; they still have to do what the what the state says. Is that right? Uh, you would think. I. Are, my best guess is, since uh, we are such a litigious society, especially recently, my best guess is you're probably going to see some lawsuits filed here, possibly by the uh, state. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, Bobby writes in, once elected officials start to pick and choose which laws to enforce or disregard, democracy is dead. Thank you, Bobby. By the way... Uh, it, <laughs> We're, we're going to run out of time here before we need to take a break, but um, I, 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 I feel this is not a good thing. And, and I said the same thing, even though I'm pro-Second Amendment, about a, something that happened in Yakima, Washington, a couple years ago. We'll talk about that after the top of the hour. More of your phone calls. If you're on the line, stay right where you're at. We'll- For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906-208-336-3700, pound 670. If you have a Verizon wireless phone, you can also call toll-free 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kby.com or mike at kby.com. You can text us, same as our main number. A couple of years ago, um, state of Washington had issued some new gun laws. And the uh, Yakima County Sheriff's Office, if you remember this story, um, said that they were not going to enforce those laws. Just in Yakima County. In Yakima County. The sheriff's office made that decision that they're not they're not going to enforce those laws. Now, I'm all for this Second Amendment. I thought the laws that uh, Washington made were, were stupid, but I thought also thought that the fact that the Yakima County sheriffs making a decision not to enforce the law was stupid. Also bad, though. Huh? Also bad. Even though... In this particular instance, I, if I had lived there, I would be all in favor for it. it. I still did not think that that was a good thing. Boise City Council voted last night to not enforce or not spend any money on enforcement of state abortion laws. We're just taking your thoughts this morning. Think this is a good thing, bad thing? I don't live in Boise. I don't have necessarily a, a dog in, in this fight, but I don't think this is a good thing. Picking and choosing which laws you're, you're going to be spending money on to enforce. Your thoughts. Terry Gooding, thanks for holding on through news there and being patient. Appreciate it. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you. Yeah, you guys do a great service. Say, uh, I, it's hell following somebody that knows so much. You know, your last, and is smart, your previous caller. But but I look at it from a little different view. Uh, the mayor of Boise is doing a political stunt, the same as McCreechan did from the other side. Uh, and 
what she should hope for is that Wastadon sends a letter or talks to the state uh, or the city attorney and gets this worked out because they're about to get Labrador, who's going to jump down her throat with both feet and maybe make national news. So uh, I would, if I was her, I would come up with a solution because she's going to lose. So you have and, you have two officials here who want to make national news, seeing who's going to yeah, make the biggest right, splash. Yeah, well, Watson and I got a lot of respect for the man. He knows the he knows the law. He knows the bills. He knows all this. We're losing a good guy, and he would be a great one to deal with to settle this. Labrador, like I said, it's going to come down, and he would love something like this to give him attention, national attention. You're probably not wrong. <laughs> I think about it. Keep up the good work, guys. You too. Larry, thank you for listening all the way in Gooding. Yeah, sir. Bye. My dad lived in Gooding, I think, in 8th and ninth grade. My uh, uncle went to uh, the school for the deaf and blind, deaf and, deaf and blind in, mm-hmm. in, in Gooding. He was the one, I don't remember much of it anymore, but he was the one that helped uh, teach us a bunch of sign language. When he got back and was working on the farm, we'd be sitting there hauling hay, and he would be uh, teaching us the alphabet and uh, how to say cuss words. And <laughs> I st- The crazy part is, I-, I don't know most of the things, but the cuss words I remember. I don't mm-hmm. know why that is. It's the same thing, you know, when it comes to Spanish. When, I lived, when I lived in um, the Yakima area, and uh, it was a town I was living in, Toppenish, which was about half Hispanic. Um, I learned a whole bunch of Hispanic cuss words. I still remember those. Those are about the only his, the Hispanic words that I remember today. A few, a few years ago, we had uh, one of the administrators of the Gooding School uh, come up to Boise and, and uh, was interviewed on our program, stayed here for about a half hour. And I happened to mention to her during the uh, commercial, I said, you know, when I was in high school, uh, the Gooding uh, State School had this incredible basketball player. He was really good. He was about six eight. His name was Kenny Anderson. Do you know whatever happened to him? And she she just laughed and she says, "He's our head coach." <laughs> but he was good. Paul in Nampa, uh, thank you for being patient. You're on News Talk KBI. Good morning to you. Morning. Um, I'm just a, a little dismayed at the. The, the whole issue about enforcing laws and why even bother to have them if you're not going to enforce them. I mean, that, that's like saying, oh, I'm going to do something good today, and then you do whatever you want to do, and it has nothing to do with doing something good today. Well, they're they're still enforcing the laws that they like. Yeah. It makes sense, though. I mean, you, you can see what, what, what it's brought us in the large democratic cities all across the United States of America, from L.A. to New York. And, you know, when you start picking and choosing laws which you're going to enforce, you end up with more broken laws and more more victims and more harm done to individuals that really should not have harm being brought to them. And I just, it's kind of like the broken windows laws that they came up with in New York close to 30 years ago that changed things when you when you when you adjudicate these people that are breaking the windows and you make them accountable for what they're doing wrong then hopefully they're going to learn some kind of lesson and not continue that behavior and make them worse as they go along when you just let them have impunity and do whatever they want to do that's what you're going to end up with so I'm just a little dismayed by the whole thing. Thank you for the call, Paul. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. Uh, John and McCall writes, uh, if cities want to violate state law, they should be denied state funds. Hmm. Interesting take. Someone who uh, calls themselves Boise City says, regardless of what the abortion law is, the Fed has given the states the responsibility of policing themselves. In turn, Idaho has passed the enforcement to each city, but they haven't given them added resources. In my opinion, Boise would have more support if they had said their decision was based on fiscal issues. Where do they get the funds to uh, track all these doctors and uh, tape abortion victims if they are or not getting abortions? I would rather uh, my dollars be used for uh, traffic issues, robbery, road rage, things like that. Uh, no name on this one. Text message at 208-336-3700. Uh, is it just me or is the world slowly turning into Black Mirror? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. No, I haven't seen Black Mirror. I have not seen it either, so I'm guessing it has something to do with... So therefore our answer is yes, probably. Crazy things? Um, yeah. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, another question, this is off topic here, but uh, text message in. So BSU made a million dollars in beer sales last year. What is that, three large beers with inflation? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I will say beer was not cheap, as it usually is never cheap at uh, institutions. Or, I mean, if you go to a concert, you're probably oh, yeah. paying $15, $14, for a beer. My guess is, and I didn't, I didn't go to a game and buy a beer last year, it's but like I'm guessing how, it was not cheap. It's like how popcorn costs uh, one thing outside a movie theater and considerably more inside a movie theater. Or hot dogs and beer at the ballpark. Uh, and, yeah, like you said, anything at a concert. Uh, another subject to talk about today, uh, 47 House Republicans uh, backed a bill to protect same-sex marriage in a vote yesterday. Vote to codify same-sex marriages into federal law split, split House Republicans yesterday with roughly a third of the GOP conference voting with Demo- Democrats in favor and the rest uh, opposing. The vote was 267 to 157. The House passed legislation repealing the Defense of Marriage Act and enshrining protections for gay marriage into federal law. Overall, 47 House Republicans voted with nearly every single Democrat to back the measure, dubbed the Respect for Marriage Act. Legislation guarantees that no married couple can be denied equal protection under the law. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said this is a very important law from tax provisions to Social Security benefits and more, even if the court were to erase marriage freedom, which, by the way, they, they haven't done yet. This isn't something that has happened or is even being talked about. But On Twitter yesterday, uh, somebody wrote, I think it was about, it may have been about Oklahoma, but I, I can't remember exactly what state it was about. It may have been Tennessee, too. Uh, any, at any rate, it was one of the semi-southern states, and they said that their legislature there, uh, it, probably somebody who actually lives in that state t- tweeted this, and they said their legislature there is trying to make it uh, impossible for a man to marry another man, but possible for a man to marry an 11-year-old girl. And I thought, well, as long as those aren't the same bill. <laughs> um, other Republicans opposing the bill cited longstanding beliefs in federalism, arguing that the issue was best left up to the states. Jim Jordan said this legislation would reverse the law in 35 states. In 30 of those 35 states, the people of those respective states went to the ballot and voted for that. It would undo what the people voted that they wanted to do. 
Legislation now heads to the 50-50 Senate where it faces an uncertain fate. I think this, I, I have, I really don't think that in any way, shape, or form this is going to pass the Senate. They're not going to get 60. They're not going to get 60 votes. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Jim of Boise says, fellas, last week after the Wisconsin Supreme Court curtailed the use of voting drop-off boxes, Donald Trump called on the state's legislature to overturn the 2020 election in which they were used due to COVID. Trump has retired to Florida, where many retirees take up shuffleboard, stare at the sea, or play pickleball. At 76 years, Trump should stick to playing golf, period. Along with the January 6 hearings, his ego-basting belief that the election was rigged is hurting the Republican Party's chances this fall and in 2024. Can you explain why is Trump pushing to overturn the 2020 presidential election results in Wisconsin again? A state spokesman said its constitution will not allow it. I have given up long ago trying to figure out why Donald Trump does what he does. Well, he may be just, he may still simply be trying to make a point. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, you, you remember, he is a private citizen right now. So he can make all the calls he wants. He's a private citizen. There's not, he can't make an executive order as a private citizen to do something. So um, it really means nothing. Chris H. says, I don't understand the bear story on the news. If I was eating out of a garbage can and a resident came out, I'd probably growl and snap at them too. But seriously, if people are leaving their garbage cans out, why punish the bear? Bears are opportunistic. If they smell food, they will seek it out. The story also didn't say what happened to the cubs. Uh, see, technically what they're doing is not punishing the bear. You know, They're not trying to get back at the bear for coming into town. It's a public health issue. You mm-hmm. can't have a bear yeah. roaming around town. You know, kids, uh, pets, uh, hum- starts you know, adults, become, whatever. It starts to become dangerous. Uh, and it starts to become dangerous, and therefore they usually end up putting the bear down because the bear uh, has realized, hey, I can get, you know, good stuff to eat if I simply, you know, raid garbage cans from now on. The Cubs, by the way. Um, so it's not fair at all to the bear. That's, yeah. that's, that's the truth. Uh, the Cubs, by the way, will be uh, rehomed uh, when they're big enough to be released back into the wild, so they will be taken care of. They were The Cubs were not killed. We'll take a break. When we come back, um, you know, Mountain West Media Day is going on in Las Vegas this week. We have breaking news for you this morning when we come back after this break. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, please feel free. Also, email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Rich and Boise, good morning. You're on your stock, KBOI. Oh, it's good morning. Uh, you said that no one has mentioned overturning or uh, uh, banning gay marriage again. but the Supreme No, no one in Congress, I mean. Well, Ted Cruz just did the other day and also clarence thomas mentioned that that supreme court decision should be looked at and ted cruz said it should be overturned and he's a senator and if that supreme court that supreme court decision that allowed gay marriage is based on the same principle as the supreme court decision that uh, that roe v wade was based on and for the exact same reasons so if the Supreme Court thinks you could overturn Roe v. Wade, their logic would have to apply to uh, 
the decision to allow gay marriage, and that could be overturned. Actually, no, that, I, that's not what that would mean. Yes, Ro- you're you're under the mistaken no, no, you're under the mistaken no. uh, opinion that Roe versus Wade overturned abortion. That's not what Roe versus Wade would would do is doing, and the same thing with if they do say they overturn gay marriage. Say say they say that the Supreme Court does look at it for the same reason as Roe versus Wade. That would not stop gay marriages, just like overturning Roe versus Wade stops abortions all it does is return it to the states to decide what they want to do instead of deciding on a federal level and in idaho and oklahoma arkansas mississippi all those states that have passed constitutional amendments against it if if this if if this goes through congress then the states won't be able to ban gay marriage unless it's overturned by the supreme court no, even if it's overturned by the Supreme Court, if it goes through Congress, then that then that's the law. The Supreme Court is just even no, if they rule it unconstitutional. No, they didn't rule abortion was unconstitutional, and they. I won't. didn't say they did. They, well, okay, I'm I'm trying to explain to you how this this will work. the The Supreme Court ruled that states can't pass laws against gay marriage. If it's reversed, then it will just mean that states can pass laws against gay marriage or the federal government could pass laws on gay marriage. That's how it works. So if, if it goes through Congress and it's codified into law, then, uh, then that, so, the, so the Supreme Court would leave it up to the states and the federal government, just like they did abortion. The federal government could pass a law making abortion illegal also and then the states would have to follow that because federal law supersedes so uh if uh, if the supreme court decision was overturned they're, they're not going to say that the law was un- i don't know <laughs> I, I mean I, you you i've argued with this before you don't understand how the supreme court and how that law is what it means the supreme court wouldn't say it's unconstitutional for people to get married they would leave it up to the federal governments and the states and if the states made law on it then that would be the law all That's right why they're trying to pass this now. now now quite frankly i am all for allowing gay people to be married why shouldn't they know the pain and suffering of being married just like straight people but i'm bump <laughs> i'll give you a rim shot on that <laughs> thank you very much 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Um, once again, I mean, I'll be shocked if this can come up, if they can get 60 votes in the Senate to get this. Um, I predicted that it would pass, pass the House, and I even predicted there would be Republicans who would vo- vote for it. Um, you've already had uh, congressmen saying it's a solution looking for a problem. Um, who knows? We'll see when the Senate gets to vote on it. They need 60 votes to pass, break the filibuster. Again, I doubt they're going to get that. I, yeah, I just don't see this necessarily happening. We'll take another break. Um, phone lines are open. I promised uh, we had breaking news. Mountain West Media Days got underway today. Bob Beeler, our Bob Beeler, is there. We'll be talking with him coming up uh, Friday morning live about some of the things going on, but there is some breaking news from Las Vegas this morning on the Mountain West. We'll get to that coming up next. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KDOI. Boise State has been selected by the media as the favorite to win the Mountain Division. 
while Fresno State is the choice in the West. For the Broncos, it's the 15th straight season. They've either been chosen atop a division or conference standings heading into a season. On the mountainside, Boise State got 14 of the 28 first-place votes. Air Force had 10, Utah State 3, and Colorado State 1. In the West, it was Fresno State with 20 out of 28 first-place votes. San Diego State had the other 8. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Can you tell I'm Jones in for Boise State football? Oh, you have been for months. 38 days, ladies and gentlemen, before the first game is played. I have a, a real conundrum. Which is? My son gets married uh, at the exact same time. Boise State will be playing Oregon State. He planned a wedding for... Yeah, he's an idiot. The evening or... What is it, afternoon or evening? Uh, I believe it's an either a late afternoon or evening game. Okay. But it's on, it is on ESPN, so my guess is it's it's probably, probably going to be an afternoon game. I had a friend years ago who... Uh, decided to get married on New Year's Day and had a big church wedding. And uh, everybody had to, and this is back when New Year's Day was the day for bowl games. You know, and people looked mm-hmm. forward to watching like yeah. six bowl games on the same day or seven. And uh, he planned to get married and, and everybody showed up, but a bunch of the guys there were mad at him because they were missing all their bowl games. Ultimately, I, I think he stayed married, so that's good. Uh, my absence would po- probably be noticed if I. Where's Where's Dad? It's time for the It's time for the dance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think he's uh, Boise State just scored. I heard him yelling uh, <laughs> over over behind the uh, behind the venue. He, he might. He, he might was in the bathroom screaming. So one of two things is happening, and I hope it's the ball game. Um, even though media has picked Boise State, you notice how close that vote was. Yeah, true. Uh, one of Boise State's biggest nemesis. They Do we play they Air Force at home us. this year or is they, it away? I'm not sure. They don't expect us to run away with it, though. Yeah, um, 14 first place votes out of the 28. 10 went to Air Force. So, yeah, kind of close. And like I said, Air Force, it doesn't matter how good Air Force is or how good Boise State is, they always give Boise State problems. Remember, mm-hmm. you'll hear all the action beginning on the 3rd. 38 days away. We're just a little over a month away from Boise State action. Um, you'll hear it all here on News Talk KBY. For, for 40 years, it's made me laugh that Air Force is is probably best in the country at the running game, not airing out the ball. Mm, isn't it? It's kind of they, interesting situation. Their aerial assault usually is, is fairly lame, or they just don't bother with it. Phone lines are open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to weigh in on that, uh, you can also weigh in on that. By the way, 38 days till Boise State football, um, seven more Sundays till NFL <laughs> gets a keeping track. Because, man, I can, I can hardly wait. How many now? How many now? <laughs> Still the same. Um, an urgent warning has been issued, ladies and gentlemen. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. Um, Have you ever had a not, non-urgent warning? Not not this uh, specific thing. Well, it's urgent because it's happening right now. Okay. All right. And that what I'm talking about right now, when I say right now, it's all the hot temperatures that we're seeing in Europe. Um, we're seeing it in a lot of the United States, even even here in Boise, although it's not the hottest temperatures we've had, and we always have days where it's triple-digit temperatures, but we're supposed to be back to 100 degrees today. Electronic vehicle experts are warning drivers that their cars right now are at bigger risk of permanent damage 
because of the extreme hot temperatures. The heat can affect anything from the battery to your tires. Drivers have therefore been urged to keep their cars in the shade. I don't know how you do that when you're driving down the road. Oh, look, we have no shade. We've got to pull over and wait for shade. My guess is they mean when the car is stopped uh, or not working at all. How crazy is that? Keep it in the garage. You're you're supposed to keep your car in the shade Mm -hmm. um, if you have an electronic vehicle. I I have a gas-powered vehicle. It's parked in the sun right now. But apparently I would have, if I have an electronic vehicle, I have to rush out and go try and find some shade to park it in. Um, expert warned the drivers should only also charge their vehicle to 80% uh, to avoid overcharging during the heat waves. The uh, range of an electronic vehicle also is decreased by as much as 17% when it gets warm outside. With that in mind, the experts have put together a list of tips for electronic vehicle owners that they should follow when uh, it gets warm outside. Number one, as I just told you, leave your car in the shade um, because it can damage your battery Mm -hmm. while your car gets really really hot it also protects your electric car's battery life in the summer because just parking it in the heat can degrade the battery and if you have to look for shade where you are don't expect to find any because other people have heeded this same advice about parking in the shade um high summer temperatures and uh are a risk for cell degradation when the lithium battery cell loses the capacity to charge at their original rate, which means that you would have to buy a new lithium battery for your car, which from what I understand, I've never had to purchase one, don't know anybody's had to purchase one to reinstall. Um, they're, they're fairly cheap, only um, ten to $15,000. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say that you should set your car when it's hot temperatures to uh, eco-mode driver setting. That will increase their efficiency. Does this by limiting the amount of power the car has for electric systems and accelerating, for example. So, in other words, if you set it so to the eco setting, you, you might not have air conditioning. You'll save the planet, but your 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 car won't work as well. Uh, yeah, pretty much is what they're saying. That's a bit of a toss up, isn't it? <laughs> Let me see. My car is 130 degrees. I'm in eco mode, but I'm saving my battery and I'm saving the earth. I'm good. Okay, I'm going to pretend that this next half hour is for what? What's what's the bet? Um, you know, in uh, good grief, I'm drawing a blank. In in Russia, where they send people, um, the gulag. Well, the gulag. Yeah, I guess Siberia. Oh, send them. Yeah, to that's Siberia. It. So I just say, okay, this next half hour, I'll be driving for Siberia, which is beyond help. So I'm going to turn on my air conditioning. But that was a long way for nothing, wasn't it? <laughs> Especially since it's funnier if I can remember the words I'm trying to use. Exactly. Uh, Promise you yesterday we were going to talk a little bit about this. It is a miracle, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You know, if you if you didn't think God existed, we we have proof of a miracle. Um, A woman just got two other women pregnant in an all women's prison. Does something have to be good to be a miracle, or? Can anything unusual just be a miracle? You know, I'm not I'm generally not sure. things that I are never, called generally things that are called miracles. They're good, are, usually, are, yeah. People wish for something to happen; it happens, and they're amazed that it happened, but they're very pleased, and therefore it's a miracle. Like if you think, "Hey, nothing can possibly go wrong," and it does, is that a miracle? No. Okay, I would say no. 
uh, transgender inmate who impregnated two women while incarcerated at uh, Edna Mahan Correctional Facility for Women has now been moved to a new facility, according to the Department of Corrections. Demi Minor, who's 27 years old, was transferred to Garden State Youth Correctional Facility, a prison for young adult offenders in Burlington County. Co-ed. So, so she can't get any more women pregnant. No, it's not co-ed. It's, it's male, but it's youth instead of oh, okay. full-grown adults. So apparently he, she would be protected. Um, DOC moved minor to the vulnerable unit at the facility that she is currently and the only woman prisoner on the site. So now it'll be interesting to see, will she get pregnant? You know what? If, if if you're willing to place a bet on this, I'm going to go with no. Well, we learned last week. You remember the uh, hearing in the uh, House where the uh, professor, California professor, said that men can get pregnant. Yeah. And if she is, you know, a woman and got two other women pregnant in the prison she was at before, um, I, I could think... Well, this, we, we this didn't, would definitely be a miracle, even though it's not very good. I don't think technically we learned that, but we did learn that terms people use now are quite a bit different and sometimes may not make sense to the average person or even the above average person. Minor is serving a 30-year sentence for manslaughter and is eligible for parole in 2037. Uh, the case has cast a spotlight on New Jersey's transgender uh, prisoner policy establishing uh, established following a settlement agreement with the American Civil Liberties Union uh, in, back in 2021. The policy stipulated that the Department of Corrections house transgender prisoners according to their gender identity, not their biological yeah. sex. Okay, okay, how far would you go? Let's say that you're condemned to a life imprisonment. Would Would you inform them that you were transgender so at the very least you could spend uh, the rest of your life with women? Seems like the smart thing to do, doesn't it? Possibly. I don't know. I, I mean, you would risk, I, I would think, risk less chance of, you know, getting you beat up in a men's prison. And you look at this. No, I think there are plenty of women who could beat you up, too. But <laughs> there are other things that you'll, up. That you'll have less risk of, <laughs> the, but which in are this, probably equally important. I mean, but in this particular case, what are, she's, she's there for 37 years. What do they do with her? Do they continue to house her? with other minor prisoners because she's already been housed you know by law in the state of new jersey she can't be housed with other male prisoners even though her biological sex is male because she says she identifies as a female now she she's gone and got two women pregnant so what happens to those two babies now two babies now become ward of the state right in new jersey anything could happen at this point in other states, they'd definitely be born. I my guess is they're probably going to be born, but you know there's not going to be a parent to take care of them, so they immediately would well, go I mean, into foster care. I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. They don't they don't turn them loose, so there will be somebody to take yeah. care of them. I mean, you can't. My guess is, who knows? You, you, like you said, in the, in this day and age, you can't force a woman to have an abortion. Can you? Not that I know of. Yeah, I, I I don't think you can force one of these women. So they're going to be. I don't. Uh, I don't think they do forced sterilizations anymore either. But they used to. Yeah. So they're they're going to carry their babies to term in prison. The baby's going to be born in prison and then immediately taken in and given to foster care. Or placed in foster. Care, placed anyway. in uh, placed in foster care or something up up for adoption. But. Huh. <sighs> 
tell the woman, okay, when, when you make parole, uh, the baby will be yours to take care of again. Now, chances are the baby will be 35 by that time. Exactly. Just FYI. Well, and it, I mean, in this case, the father or the mother, depending on who you want to believe, you know, it, it's an actual male biologically who identifies as a female. Well, See how confusing once, this gets? She's in here, prison. Here's how it works. She's in prison for 37 years. Here's so. how it works, if you'll pardon the expression. Uh, one is the real mother, and the other one's a real mother. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. we got one more segment on the way. If you want to get through, phone lines are open. Go ahead and give us a call or me, email us, mike at kby.com or chris at kby.com. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Emails to uh, get to here this morning. Idaho boy writes, regarding the Washington sheriff not enforcing the state law, police officers have a duty to uphold the Constitution. If the law is so obviously unconstitutional, it behooves law enforcement, as we are not yet a full-fledged police state, to not enforce them. If a state legislature passes a law saying all firstborn are priority or property of the state, should police still enforce that law? People uh, constitutional have a constitutional right to guns, regardless of what states want. The only thing was that the, the law didn't say they were taking away guns. I can't remember the specifics of the law. So um, the, the problem I have with this is you could go through on these states and say, "Hey, we don't think this is constitutional," yeah. which is not a state is not a police department's job. The department, the the persons or the the entity's job to do that is the supreme court and you take it through the legal channels you challenge it in the court if you would like i just don't think the same thing with the city of boise deciding not to um investigate or use use city funds to help to investigate or to prosecute any medical doctor who gives an abortion no matter what you think about that that in my opinion, that that's not the city of Boise's job to decide what is and what isn't a good law, or a constitutional law, or a state good state law. Uh, and I would say the same thing having to do with the uh, police officer or the police department, sheriff's department in in Washington State. That's not their job to decide if it is constitutional. Well, or this, not constitutional. this could be simply the city council's way of protesting what they consider to be a bad law. Yeah, but only by one vote. Uh, Tori writes, aha, Mike, your report about electric vehicles needing to be parked in the shade during hot days makes sense. I had a guy recently in a Tesla ask me if he could park under a tree, a shaded tree parking spot that I had just parked under. I didn't even reply. Acted like I didn't hear hear him. He yelled that he really needed to park there. Uh Aha. He didn't get to. You're exactly right. So he wanted he wanted her to move her he car? He wanted her to move her car. So he could park in the because shade. Because he has an electric vehicle, and, 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 and it would cause damage to his car if he didn't get a park in the shade. Yeah, well, I would say you definitely need to get places earlier then. If I have a shaded parking space and you're driving an electric vehicle, I have no problem giving you my uh, shaded uh, spot. It costs $100. <laughs> know that going in, and I have you, absolutely no problem. You are a humanitarian. Hey, I forgot my, just to give you an idea, I, I mean, I practice what I preach. I forgot my cell phone at a location the other night. I offered people that were there to give me 20, I was going to give them $25 to deliver my phone so I didn't have to drive. And go get it. How I far had, away was I it? I had no takers, about 20 miles. Mm. I had no takers. 
I wasn't going to go above $25. But it was worth it, $25 for me not to have to go drive 20 miles each way to go pick up. I have, it only happened to me once, but I have found somebody's phone and uh, picked it up. And then five minutes later it rang and I answered it. Oh, that's not it. But yeah, okay. But it rang and I answered it and uh, had to tell the people, no, it was the person who called was the one looking for the phone. That's what it was. And they simply begged me. They didn't have any transportation, and they begged me to take the phone to where they were, and I ended up doing it. Uh, Doug writes in, Mike, wait a minute. The start of your notice of the woman gave birth to a woman, so that must be she is not really a she, but she is a he, because I know that there's no such thing as the same gender getting the same gender pregnant. That's unheard of. Not in this day and age. What's that Beatles song? I am you, and you are we, and we are they, and they are all together. Up is down, in is out. Left is right. That's about all the time we have for today's show. Thank you for participating. Much appreciated. Uh, We are on a break coming up tomorrow morning uh, for your Thursday morning. We'll start off the uh, show early and uh, off and running. We'll talk with uh, Congressman Russ Fulcher just after 6 o'clock tomorrow morning. We're on a 20-hour break. We'll see you tomorrow.